This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. I hope you're doing good, hope you're doing well and enjoying what's hopefully being a really good week for you all. Not the best Champions League fixture last night, didn't really uh, compare to Manchester City's game on Tuesday night, but it did give Liverpool another opportunity to quite comfortably and most probably get to another Champions League final. And Villarreal, uh, I'll tell you what, I don't agree with some of the ways in which uh, their performance is being described on the socials this morning. You know, they need to come out of that game still in the tie. They are still in the tie and just need two goals to take it to extra time. So let's see uh, what happens in the second leg. And of course, tonight, there's some very interesting games which obviously affect Arsenal. West Ham play against Frankfurt and whoever plays in that game obviously will have less of a recovery period than the Arsenal players will have between now and Sunday. Uh, you will also see final play against Marseille. So that means William Saliba will be up against Reese Nelson. So there's more Arsenal stuff to get involved with tonight as well. Plenty to get your teeth sunk into, that's for sure. Let's say good morning to everybody in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and well. Good morning to Matt, AFC West Mid, Simon. Good morning, guys. Canoe, Tony, Jose. Uh, good morning to Kieran and GGTV for you. Good morning to Rich, to Marcus. Uh, Afsar, we've got Vinny. We've got Paul, Anthony, Vuk. Uh, we've got Jack. Uh, who else have we got? Manu, Musa, uh, Tomodo. We've got oh, just Tom. Uh, <laughs> you know him better as. Uh, Mark, good morning, guys. Blackshine, Delts, uh, Mo, Bradley. Good morning. Hope you're all doing good. Hope you're all doing well. Um, let's crack on with the stories, by always telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way. be live over there at 10 a.m. this morning, keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal news, more discussions with our fantastic presenters and, of course, taking your questions in the chat box too. But without further ado, let's kick on to our first story. Pablo Marie scored quite a hell of a goal, if you haven't checked it out already, for Udinese uh, yesterday. And this follows on from the story surrounding Nahuel Molina, the right-back who we were linked. Um, we were linked with him 
yes, I think it spawned about 48 hours or so ago. Um, and I'm hoping that what we see from this is that his price, or rather Pablo Marie's price, certainly improves from what we've seen uh, in recent times, which is effectively saying that he's barely worth anything. But any amount of money that we can get from Pablo Marie would hopefully help in reducing the price for Nahuel Molina. So let's see what happens. Let's see if anything certainly changes around that deal. And if anything changes with Pablo Marie, who Udinese do want to keep at the end of the season, but that could affect our ability to get a cheaper price for the Argentine right back who we talked about yesterday. Uh, moving forwards, and Richarlison has supposedly been offered to Arsenal. Uh, the Brazilian uh, attacker and forwards has obviously been involved in a relegation scrap with Everton alongside Dominic Calvert-Lewin, but there have been reports that Richarlison has been offered to Arsenal as a possible buy in the summer. Now, I remember famously Barcelona having a 100 million bid turned down uh, by Everton not so long ago. That seems mad to consider. Not only one bidding that much for Richarlison, but two rejecting that offer for Richarlison. It seems crazy that that would even happen, but it did. How much he's worth now is a hell of a lot less. I don't think I'd pay close to £30 million for Richarlison personally. Um, but that's just me. I think that he will move on, as will many of those players, if they do indeed go down, and it will rely on Everton staying up to keep hold of them. But Arsenal have been offered the chance to sign him. I wouldn't go anywhere near him, personally. Um, a player that we should certainly be a lot more open to seeing in the Arsenal first team next season is William Saliba. I'm not going to talk for at length about this because we talked a lot about this on yesterday's dedicated Saliba discussion show. If you haven't yet talk, uh, given it a watch, please make sure that you do. But William Saliba um, is the, basically at the centre of a conflicting news story where uh, a report from Team Talk has come out and said that he wants to return and you know he wants to come back and fight for his place. Whereas, uh, interestingly, Freddie Paxton spoke to Saliba's agent and quoted the agent as saying that Arsenal have yet to make a decision on Saliba's future and that they are not in the know about what is going to happen. So we'll have to wait and see on this story. I've said that it's going to take until the end of the season before we get any further clarity on Saliba's future because he will be focusing on Marseille and Arsenal will be focusing on getting into the Champions League this season. At the end of the season, and maybe when the player returns after his holidays, there will be greater and more lengthy discussions about what will take place at the end of his time or hopefully the start of his Arsenal career properly now Ruben Neves is expected to leave Wolves it is said now uh, Wolves are expecting to sell the Portuguese midfielder Manchester United of course are interested Arsenal have been interested in the past but there have been previous reports that it could cost as much as 50 million pounds to get Ruben Neves into their club I wouldn't be paying 50 million pounds for a player that I don't think genuinely really upgrades on what we already have at the club. I don't think he's a massive upgrade on Xhaka. Could he become better than Xhaka? Maybe. But I'd rather see us go and invest heavily in someone that gives us an immediate upgrade on Granite Xhaka. And I'm not sure that Ruben Neves is that, especially when he costs as much as £50 million that could be spent on someone else. Just my view, but I'd love to know yours in the comments section to make sure you leave your thoughts in there as well. 
Now, Nicolas Pepe, according to uh, the Evening Standard, is set for talks with the club to discuss his future. Arsenal are expected to sign a forward this summer, which could be operating in a wide position, making Nicolas Pepe's time at Arsenal even more difficult to find minutes. And it makes sense that they would then look to move him on, but they are pretty much guaranteed to make a humongous loss on the £72 million that Arsenal invested in Nicolas Pepe. I was actually unaware of the fact that he hasn't started a Premier League game since October, which really is quite the statistic. The fact he's not, you know, he's not started a game since then in the Premier League. It makes sense that we would look to move him on. It would make sense that he would want to move on. So that is is going to be a very, very interesting one this summer. We know that Lyon and Marseille both inquired in the January transfer window about Pepe. No moves happened, as we know, and that he was considering his future leading up to the January transfer window. But Pepe remains part of the Arsenal squad and has been saying that he's been coming back to fight for his place. And Nicolas Arteta also said that he'd seen a different Nicolas Pepe since after the African Cup of Nations. He just doesn't start ahead of Bakaya Saka, which is fair enough. How can he start ahead of Bakaya Saka? I still think that he would have been given, should have been given more opportunities from the bench in earlier on games, but it's a difficult one to see how he gets into the Arsenal team in the near and long-term future, and a sale does seem like the most sensible option. Let's move on to our... Oh, I think that actually might have been all of our stories for today, um, which actually means we're going to move on to the questions in the chat box. So if you do indeed have any questions that you would like to throw into the chat, please make sure you do, and we will go in and address them. Let's go. Okay, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys have got to say this morning. Uh, let's go. Let's scroll up a little bit. Uh, DJ, if you want to become a member, click the link tree in the description. It should take you to a page where it should say Discord and memberships, and you can get all of the information there. Uh, Manu said he's been t- uh, a pretty professional. Yes, I mean you can't you can't say that Pepe has not been professional at all. Uh, he's been absolutely spot on with everything um and and how he's played he's not moaned he's just got on with things he's come off the bench and given what he can not perfectly sometimes like the Aston Villa game but brilliantly some like sometimes like the Wolves game you know you can't really ask for much more from Nicolas Pepe from the position that he's in in the team and you know, I certainly wouldn't be criticizing his application in the side Space Monkey says yes Tom good morning love the show bring the good news please good morning mate hope you're doing good and well Mo says Man United looking for Phillips and Neves that's a good midfielder it is good midfield is it better than Liverpool's or Man City's no so you wouldn't say it necessarily closes the gap with them and I think that's what Arsenal need to look at we need to look at signing players that close the gap between us and them which is going to be really really difficult because finding those types of players is tough because they already mainly are at those clubs already I'm still surprised that no one's been linked to Sergei Milinkovic-Savic I think he's the level of player that Arsenal should be looking to try and bring in to close that gap to those opponents uh, Phillips says Tom the other day we spoke about giving Mohamed Elneny a new contract I believe we should it's not only for depth and his character is great but he is also the most followed on social media by some distance I'm not sure if that has an impact on whether or not we should keep him but in terms of footballing alone he is certainly a player that Arsenal should be looking to keep uh, at the club for at least another season because I think that he's really strong in terms of depth good experience good balance for the squad 
and he's happy to be a squad player, which is a very difficult trait to come by in players. Uh, Vishal says, Tom, you are open to Xhaka staying or are you firm on moving on? There are alternatives, but no one is prolific. I'd go with Coop Miners. Vishal, as I say earlier, it depends on who we bring in. I'm not willing to, to move on from Xhaka if we're not going to bring in someone that upgrades on him. If you can't bring him better, you keep him. Otherwise, you're only downgrading your midfield in terms of the output for the following season. So if we're not able to bring in someone better, keep Xhaka at the club. If you are, either move him on if he wants to or compete, you know, get him into the team and fighting for a place. Charlie says, does fourth spot go straight to the Champions League? Yes, it does. Um, the only way, to be fair, the only way that it doesn't, and my colleague uh, Tashan at Football London wrote a piece about this yesterday. Basically, uh, there is a way in which fourth place doesn't actually become a Champions League spot. Um, I'll tell you how. Uh, it's very, very specific. Uh, let me just find my conversation with Tash yesterday. Um, basically, if Arsenal and Spurs finish on the same point, same goal difference and all of the other factors, uh, there would be a Champions League playoff. Now, you've, you're not unfamiliar with this. This has been a news story for a number of years where sides were on very close points coming into the end of the season. For a playoff to happen, these 10 results must take place. West Ham nil, Arsenal 3. Tottenham 2, Leicester 1. Arsenal 4, Leeds nil. Liverpool 3, Tottenham 1. Tottenham 3, Arsenal 1. Newcastle nil, Arsenal nil. Tottenham 1, Burnley nil. Arsenal 4, Everton nil. And Norwich City nil, Tottenham 1. If those nine sorry results happen, there would be a Champions League playoff game in which Arsenal would then have to win to then get into the Champions League. Only if those nine results happen. It's crazy, really, but it is something that could happen. Um, so that's certainly something that I wasn't aware of or wasn't really... I was aware of a Champions League playoff being a thing, but I wasn't aware of how close it was. It's still very unlikely that those nine exact results will happen. But if they do, there will be a Champions League playoff for fourth place. Uh, Amir says, Hi Tom, after Fernandinho played at fullback, I found out where Mikel gets <laughs> got this playing as a DM um, as fullback. For, I, look, I think Fernandinho playing at fullback worked to a certain extent until Vinicius Jr. decided to go, no, stuff this, I'm going to show you why it doesn't. So, you know, it was better than Stones. Stones was being absolutely destroyed and they needed to make a change and they did. Manu says, if we get Champions League and we sign some exciting players, are we capable of keeping our best players? Or do you think a massive club comes in for Saka, Mohamed, um, I thought Mohamed Elneny, MO, thinking of Mo, uh, Martin Erdegaard, uh, Smith Rowe, we might not be able to refuse. Um, I think that, I think that we would be able to keep hold of those in particular. I think they're all committed to the club. They're happy where they are. And Arsenal have them under long-term-ish contracts. So I don't think we would be threatened about keeping our best players if one of those teams came in. Uh, Morgie says, Tom, I, I watched Balogun last night, looked sharp, made runs, but didn't get one pass. Didn't look like Borough was a good fit, but still have doubts that he will make it at Arsenal. What are your thoughts? I think he's had games where, you know, he's been really instrumental for Middlesbrough this half season. But you're right. Look, it's not a perfect fit. It's playing in the system that they play is not perfect fit for him or Arsenal. He is going to need more time. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But I do think that with Balogun, there's a player with, with brilliant potential. He might need another loan in the summer. We'll have to see how many players we sign. But there's certainly a chance that he's got that can make it. Uh, no Sleep says, Pepe and Saka show how important mentality is. 
Pepe has more flair, but Saka's pure aggression, desire and bravery make it no contest. Uh, Yeah, I think that Pepe's output certainly shows how good he is, but it's just the consistency and the, the technical level that he's got that just isn't the same. Uh, DJ Steele, thank you so much. You found the new member button. Really appreciate you joining the crew. And I'm sure that you're getting already loads of welcomes in the chat box. In fact, I can already see them flying in there. Uh, Jerb says, how likely do you think it is we get Jesus? I think it's a fairly likely deal from the way that we're hearing about it, from the way in which it's progressing as a story. It seems very, very strong. However, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. Things change. If we don't get Champions League football, that might affect it. Manchester City might turn around at the last minute and say that they don't want to sell Gabriel Jesus and they want to try and keep him. He only has a year left on his contract. He's not signed a new one. I don't know if there's a new one on the table, to be fair. But I think it's got all the makings of a deal that certainly could happen. Uh, Yassir says, Tom, why is no one looking at Barella? Because he's pretty much untouchable for Inter. Yassir, that's why. Uh, They don't want to sell him uh, and they want to keep him at the club for the foreseeable future. Uh, Billy says, now that we are consistently linked to Tammy Abraham, who would you prefer, Tammy or Ozymen, if they are available for the same price? Well, they're not, for starters. I think Tammy will cost less than what Ozymen would cost. But if they were for the same price, it's a very, very difficult question. I think maybe the mind of, um, you know, just the the average population of Arsenal fans might might lean towards Ozymen because Tammy's got that Chelsea... PTSD kind of link towards him. I think they're both very, very good options for Arsenal. I would be happy with either of those two as strikers coming into the club this summer. We'd have to wait and see. I may lean slightly towards Ozymen um, because I think that as more of a prolific and characteristic striker, his physicality is a bigger part of his game than it is for Tammy. Um, but I think Tammy also has plenty of uh, plenty of positives to go towards him. But I lean slightly towards Ozymen. Only slightly, though. And there is very fine margins, I think, between the two of them, which is a big credit to Tammy Abraham as well. Uh, Mayer says, what is the Pogba situation? I know it's not realistic, but would love if he ever wears an Arsenal shirt. The Pogba situation is complicated. That's what it is. It's very, very complicated. I don't think that he will play for Man United again, though. I expect him to move on in the summer, but I think it'll be to somewhere like PSG. I don't think Arsenal have a chance. I would be open to the idea of Pogba coming to Arsenal if we could get some assurances about how he's going to be. Injuries are another problem with him, though, so that might put other people off signing him. But I think, yeah, if you can get him on a, a cheap deal, why wouldn't you take Paul Pogba? He's He's got the potential to be... I know he's 28 or so, I think 28, 29, but still... He's one of the best midfielders in the world when he's happy and playing on form. And maybe he would be if he was in the Arsenal team. That guy there says, which players do you think are actually a clear upgrade on Xhaka that are gettable? It's a really, really hard question. Um, Because finding a player that plays like Xhaka or has the same role as Xhaka is really, really hard. This is why I talk about Gini Wijnaldum possibly coming in as an option because he's an experienced player as well, similar age. You'd get him for one or two years and then maybe wait and for another couple of years. The only other player I can think of off the top of my head who's better but not necessarily realistic is someone like Drew Bellingham. I would have Drew Bellingham. Other players that, are get, that aren't really gettable, Leon Goretzka um, at Bayern Munich, uh, Ilkay Gundogan if you were able to get him out of Manchester City. Like It's really hard to find a midfielder that's better than Granite Xhaka. And that is a testament to the player himself about how hard it is to getting him. Clive becoming a member. Oh, that's very kind of you, Clive. Really appreciate the support. And if, uh, it's a good time to mention, actually, that uh, there is going to be a live 
Arsenal Vision podcast uh, in combination with the Ask blog and uh, the Askcast Extra. So make sure if you aren't already aware of where you can go and see that. It's at Union Chapel on the 21st of May. Um, tickets are on sale at 5pm today, I think, over on uh, Ask blog. So make sure you go onto their Twitter if you want to get information about that. Uh, but Clive will be there. Obviously, Andrew and James McNicholas will be there. Elliot, Tim uh, will be there. And uh, I'm sure there's someone else um, who's going to be there as well that's completely skipped my mind. Poznan uh, is going to be there as well. So uh, make sure you go along because um, I'm sure it would be fantastic. I know Clive, uh, Clive loves a, uh, a live show. So make sure you can check it out already. And I can testify that live shows are great when we did one the other day. So make sure you get involved and go. Um, <laughs> and it's Clive, <laughs> says Reese. Uh, Jeremy says, how come we've called off on camera? He'd be free, can play as a six or an eight, and has put up great numbers in the Liga this season. And he's only 22. He would be great depth. He can also play at centre-back as well. So, I mean, you've got a lot of um, positives about him. I think maybe he's got an agreement that's not yet been kind of publicized. I I'd imagine that's one of the only reasons why we're not seeing too much about him. Maybe the age profile as well. Maybe Arteta's looking for a more experienced central midfielder in the mid to late 20s to come in because you've already got Lukonga, you've already got Patino. Maybe we're looking at someone in the 24 plus kind of bracket. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, Chris says, Gakpo is a must for me on revibes. What are your thoughts? Chris, I love Cody Gakpo. I think he's a fantastic option for us. And uh, the amount of goals and assists he has this season speak for themselves. So I think it's certainly one to keep your eyes on for the summer. And we do seem to be very interested in him as well. Matt says, uh, we're going to make a huge loss on Pepe, but are there any players you can think of that we could swap for him? Oh, good question. Swap for him is tricky. Finding someone that would be able to move out who then has a player that we would be wanting to move in is tough. And I don't know that there is necessarily a player that we could do that with. The only player that I could think of that you could swap him with is the likes of Jonathan David if you sent him back to Lille. But it's not a like-for-like like player. So it would be really difficult. Um, but perhaps it's something that we should sound out. I think Lille is a place that Pepe again could go back and flourish in because he knows that it worked for him. We'll have to wait and see where he does uh, end up going. But Pepe's future at Arsenal does seem to be entering its final stages. So there you go. Um, Vichel says, Tom, what are your thoughts on Frankie de Jong? I don't really want him to go to United. He's not. As far as I'm aware, he's staying at, Man uh, staying at Barcelona. Barcelona, uh, Jordi Cruyff came out the other day and said they don't want to sell him. He's not going anywhere, and he's a valued member of the squad. So I'd be shocked to see him go, to be honest, at this stage. I don't think he will go, and he starts for them. So why would they sell him right now? They don't need to sell him, and he's a very, very good player, and they don't want to sell him, to my understanding. Uh, Vinny says, Tom, can we sign both Jesus and Darwin, or would they be too conflicting? I don't think they're too conflicting at all, Vinny. I think actually they're quite complementary of one another. They've got differing characteristics. Nunez is your more physical, powerful forwards, whereas, you know, Jesus is your more technical, creative, uh, great movement style forwards. Um, so I think they're actually quite complementary of one another. And if you were able to get both, it'd be great. I don't think Darwin Nunez will be coming to Arsenal this summer, though. I think he will go somewhere else. I just don't think... I just don't think Arsenal are going to be the team he goes to. Not that I don't want him. I just... I just have a feeling he's going to go somewhere else. I have a feeling Real Madrid might be an interesting one to keep your eyes on with Darwin Nunez. Just have a weird feeling about that one. Um, Gigi says, remember what happened last time we played Everton? Richarlison put in a shift. He battered us. 
two goals disallowed and scored one. If we could get him, why not? Because he's inconsistent. And you don't know what you're going to get from him. That game against Arsenal was probably his best game of the season. Um, when he's motivated to do really well, you know, he's great. But I don't want players like that. That's why I'm not a big fan of Hussein Awa. Like, temperamental. I don't want players that are just great one game and just off it another game. We need consistency. We need applied quality. And I'm not sure that Richarlison necessarily adds that to the team, um, especially for what it would probably cost to get him. There are way better players out there that we could get over Richarlison. Jerb says, where do you see a player like Gakpo fitting into our team with the likes of Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, already fighting out for a place on the left? I see Gakpo getting in on the left-hand side at the start, possibly, and getting minutes from the bench there, and then transitioning to a more central figure in the team. I think that Gakpo is the perfect profile of player that you can see him moving more centrally. But I also think because he's characteristically different to Smith-Rowe, I think he would displace Smith-Rowe on the left-hand side. I think Smith-Rowe would start to become more of an option in the middle as a number 10 or in Martin Odegaard's kind of role in the competition for that side or as a left central midfield option alongside Odegaard. I don't think it's worked this season. I think it's something that maybe if we've more development and coaching, it could work if we get the right players in. But I, th- I see Gakpo displacing Smith-Rowe on the left-hand side but eventually maybe Smith-Rowe does keep that place because Gakpo transitions more centrally. There's lots of there's lots of stuff you can do with Gakpo. Um, I think that he's a really versatile player. I think he's a really malleable player with potential to be a, a top-class centre-forward in the future. But we'll have to wait and see on that one and see what happens. I know I say that a lot, but we will genuinely have to wait and see. Um, Lynn says, yes, but he has spoken to Mikel and has said that he would like to come to Arsenal. Who are we talking about, Lynn? I don't know who we're, we're speaking about here. Uh, Zaha. Oh, I see. Uh, Wilfred Zaha. Yeah, I think the age profile of Zaha is probably past what we would be open to at this point. I think that he has gone past the threshold now of Arsenal being able to invest significantly and getting a fair return on what they would invest I just don't think it's... I think the, the ship has sailed on Zaha. I think the time to get him was when we were under Unai Emery at the start of that time when we got Pepe. That would have been the time to go and get Zaha. We couldn't. We wanted to, but we couldn't because they wanted 100 million. They wanted it all up front and we just weren't able of doing that. When Pepe was available for 72 million in staggered payments, they instead went for him. So there you go. Dan, do I regret us not signing Bruno Gimoraes? Without a doubt. Because if you're looking at central midfielders that genuinely could upgrade on Granit Xhaka, I believe he was one of those players. So I'm gutted. Absolutely gutted that we didn't get Bruno Gimoraes. SJ, thank you for tuning in, mate. Really appreciate your support as always. Uh, Vishal says, sorry to use the V words, but who are you picking between Vlahovic and Nunez? Does he still have the edge? Vlahovic seriously still does have the edge. Yes, he's more competent. He's, uh, I think, more... He's further along the line of his development, despite being slightly y- uh, younger than, than Nunez. And he's performing in Serie A, which is a trickier league to perform in than the Portuguese league for Benfica. So I would lean towards Vlahovic uh, over Nunez still. But uh, Vlahovic is going nowhere because he's only just gone to Juventus, of course. Uh, Maximilian says, hi Tom, what do you assume on the future of Smith-Rowe? He has been a hit here and there, and there, a hit. Oh, I see what you mean. A bit here, hit and miss, is that what you mean? Rather than a hit here and there. Is there any issue with him or has he just lost interest? I don't think he's lost interest at all. I just think there are games where Smith-Rowe really, really catches fire and is brilliant for us. And there are other games where he's not necessarily uh, the same. I think inconsistency in starts has something to do with that. 
I think the opposition he comes up against sometimes really are, are, are really good at kind of, you know, restricting what he's capable of doing. In football, a lot of people sometimes quickly discredit opponents. Like they look so closed on the player in terms of a closed analysis and they don't necessarily apply the context of the oppositions and how well he's defended against and sometimes teams just have good games sometimes defenders just have really good games against certain players the right back or the right center back really just snuff out however good a player is like you talk about players like Salah being pocketed um, by Nuno Tavares, <laughs> it's not happened. But, you know, we talk about it in, in funny terms, like these players being pocketed at times by certain players that aren't, you would never think would do that because sometimes they just have good games. So Smith Rowe's just going for a little bit of a patch if he is, but I still think that, you know, it's there. He got a great goal against Chelsea and that was only one game before the last one. So who's to say that he can't turn it around and, and come back even stronger? Uh, Manu says, is Lille actually still under investigation? I don't know, probably. Um, probably are. I don't know, though, because I know there was that Napoli situation. So we'll have to wait and see how that uh, evolves. Jack says, I'm concerned that two top strikers like Tammy and Jesus wouldn't want to fight for one position. Shouldn't we be looking at a younger player like an Adiemi to support the first choice? No, I don't think so, Jack. I think that we should be looking to bring in two forwards. And I think we should be looking into bringing forwards that are versatile. You think about Jesus, can play on the right-hand side, can play in the middle. He could play with Tammy Abraham. He wouldn't have to necessarily play instead of Tammy Abraham. So having that versatility is what's important. But no, I think two strikers is absolutely what we should be looking to bring in in the summer. Uh, Mickey says, Tom, it's not difficult to get a better mid than Xhaka. He lacks in pace and technically his progression um, because he's easily given the ball away. Others may, may be similar in pace, but better technically. Feel free to give me some options, Mickey. Um, if it's easy to replace Xhaka, tell me which players come in and upgrade on him next season in the chat box. I would love to hear your suggestions. Uh, Edras says, do you think Lukonga would be a good backup for Xhaka instead of a backup for Partey? I think that Lukonga will be the long-term backup for Partey. Um, that's where I see him being. I think he will eventually overtake Partey when Partey gets to the stage where he's not part of the team. That said, I think Partey has still got plenty of seasons left at the top of his game for Arsenal and could even be better than what we've already seen into his 30s as well. Uh, Chris says, Tom, I think everyone took Odegaard's comments about Haaland out of context. Uh, yeah, they did. <laughs> Chris, there's no doubt they did. It was absolutely just twisted and used to try and create a story. There's nothing in that. Nothing at all. Ruben Neves, I don't think is better. Um, I don't think he gives you more right now than Xhaka does. I think Xhaka's been brilliant and I wouldn't start Ruben Neves over Xhaka if he was an Arsenal player against West Ham. The same for Basuma. I think Basuma had a fantastic game against Spurs. But again, if it was a choice between me starting Basuma or Xhaka against West Ham on Sunday, I'd right now choose Granite Xhaka to start for us. This is what I'm talking about. It's very, very difficult to find someone who is better. If it was a choice between Xhaka and Jordan Henderson or Ilka Gundogan, then we've got a different conversation. But they're not gettable. <laughs> and that's the problem. Um, James says, what's happened with the Pesuma links? It's gone very quiet because of the, you know, the things behind the scenes and this ongoing investigation that I don't know anything more about right now, unfortunately. Prime Tillemans, sure. But Prime Tillemans is not what we're seeing right now. So again, if it was a choice between me starting Xhaka or Tillemans on Sunday, I'd choose Xhaka. And Wepu Craig is a great addition. I was shouting and singing his praises in the summer and wanted Arsenal to sign him. But again, not Xhaka. You know, he's not a Xhaka type. He's much more forward thinking than Xhaka. He's actually, that's why he played so much on the right for both Brighton and Red Bull Salzburg. Different kind of player is Enoch and Wepu. 
uh, very different indeed. Uh, Neil, of those four, I think Coop Miner starts. Fabian Ruiz, if you've watched him in the last few months, has dipped in uh, in the last two months in particular, has dipped in his output. His form has fallen off a cliff. Clive will be certainly happy to hear that. Um, I'll have to be objective. Fabian's form has, you know, really dropped off um, in the last two months. Coop Miners, though, with a shadow of a doubt, I would bring him in. He's someone that certainly would overtake uh, Xhaka in the team. Van der Beek, no. I wouldn't be starting Van der Beek over Xhaka at the weekend. And Madison is a very different player. A very, very different player indeed. Um, I'm not saying that Basuma isn't a player, a, a better player and can't become a better player overall in the future. But at the weekend, if you were asking me who would I start, Xhaka or Basuma, I'd start Xhaka over the two. In the long term, for the future of the club, if you said we could sign Basuma and of course... All of that stuff that's gone on behind the scenes, he's proven guilty of. If he is, of course. Sorry, proven innocent of. I'm getting my words mixed up again. If he is innocent in that situation, then yeah, I'm all for that. Um, but you, at the weekend, Xhaka's form is he's undroppable right now. Uh, and it's going to be very hard to find someone who can overtake him into the team. Um, is it a drop-off because he knows he's moving, Musa? Uh, maybe for Fabian it is. But... If the question is, who would I start, Xhaka or Fabian or Xhaka or Tielemans, it's Xhaka right now. Um, it seems mad, but it's just the reality of the situation. Tuchemeni is definitely one. Um, Comdine says, I think some good centre mids are Samuel, Samuel, Samuele Ricky, uh, Carlos Soler, Valverde, Tuchemeni. Soler, no. Um, I wouldn't have Soler over uh, Xhaka. I would have a few years ago signed him, but I just don't think he's developed into the player that we thought he was going to be. Uh, Ricky or Richie, uh, Samuele Ricci, who I think is still at Empoli, uh, is having a very good season, but again, very young, not necessarily better than Xhaka yet. Valverde is definitely a better player, and I would have uh, Valverde. Tuchimeni again, yes, is, but how realistic is Tuchimeni to get? I'm not sure. I think he's going to end up at somewhere like Chelsea from the sounds of things. Um, not Hussemawa, <laughs> not a chance. Fafana is having a fantastic season for, I want to say, Lens. Um, let's have a quick check. Uh, yeah, uh, Seko Fafana is, has been absolutely brilliant this season. All I hear from people who are, are friends with that watch French football is them raving about Fafana. Um, I can't outright say myself whether or not he's better than Xhaka because I've not seen him, but he's had a fantastic couple of seasons at at Lens. Surely he will not be there next season. Surely he will not be there next season. Um, someone will have to have surely bought him by then. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up there. I hope you're doing good and well. I hope you're having a fantastic week so far. Do join me over on the Arsenal way at 10am and join me tomorrow morning uh, for the next 8am show as well. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys, to speak to you as it always is. See you soon. Drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.